You are listening to a Natural Products Insider Podcast. With Heather Granado, Vice President, Content, Health and Nutrition. Brought to you by Supply Side East, April 10th and 11th. Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast. I'm Heather Granado, Vice President of Content in our Health and Nutrition Network. And with me today is Elizabeth Candelario. She's the president at Demeter USA, the only U.S. certifier of biodynamic farms. Elizabeth, thank you for joining me. Heather, I'm delighted to be with you today. So Elizabeth is going to be speaking at our upcoming Natural Products Expo West as part of our Regenerative Earth Interactive Workshop as well as this session on supporting farmers. So we wanted to chat a little bit today about Demeter, biodynamic farming, and regenerative agriculture. So Elizabeth, I'd love to just get some background. You know, you've been at Demeter for a decade, 10 years now. What can you tell us about the organization's mission and vision that really resonates with you? Well, you know, Demeter's vision is to heal the planet through agriculture. And does that seem like such an appropriate vision, especially today, when we're just really starting to talk about the role of agriculture in climate change, not only as the villain in that story, but also potentially as one of its heroes? So I would say that that vision has, has resonated with me from the very beginning, but especially today. And our mission is to enable people to farm successfully in accordance with biodynamic principles and practices. So ultimately, Demeter's work is really to work with farmers and to, with brands to help them realize a more regenerative agriculture that can not only produce wonderful food, um, allow farmers to live on healthy farms, but also help heal our planet from the impacts of global warming. Excellent. You know, along that line, as you have this, you know, important educational role, what are some of the misconceptions you encounter around regenerative agriculture and biodynamic farming? Well, I think, Heather, I'd want to separate those into two different, two different topics. The, the interest suddenly in regenerative agriculture, um, oh, and I, when I say suddenly, I mean over the last few years, is really an understanding that agriculture shouldn't be just about not doing harm, but it should take a greater role in doing good. So in other words, when we think about um, organic agriculture and we want to avoid those synthetic fertilizers, those synthetic pesticides, of course we don't want to use GMO seeds, but we also want to add to that those elements in a farm that can make it more regenerative. And what do we mean by that? We mean that we want to add a composting program, cover crops. Uh, we want to look for solutions to disease, pest, and weed control that come out of the farm system itself instead of being dependent on importing solutions from the outside. And that's really the essence of what biodynamic is. Biodynamic intends to look at the farm as a living organism, a closed system, able to meet the needs of the farm out of the living dynamics of the farm itself. Fantastic. So how can the consumer brands make choices in their product development and their ingredient purchasing that ultimately supports regenerative agriculture? 
Well, I love that question. And I would even like to take it a step further and say, why is it an incumbent upon consumer brands to really source ingredients from regenerative agriculture? And I'll tell you, a quick, hopefully, a quick story about that. I think that a lot of us in the agriculture and natural food industry were quite discouraged when uh, our current president made the choice to pull us out of the Paris Climate Accord. And what really, you know, that day after that happened, I woke up and I was just so depressed by that. But then we started to see in the media that CEOs, governors, mayors, NGOs were saying, hey, we're not going to depend on the federal government. We're going to double down. We are, re we are committed as ever to addressing climate change through the policies of our governments, through the policies of our companies. But what was really interesting to me about that conversation is everybody talked about emissions. In other words, we're going to focus on transportation. We're going to focus on our energy policy. Of course, the CEO of Walt Disney, of Apple Computer, the governor of California. These are, this is very important because we need to stop putting carbon into the air. But guess what? That's only half of what we need to do. The other half that we need to do is we need to pull the excess carbon that's in the air back into the ground where it can do a lot of good. The natural food industry is uniquely positioned to address carbon drawdown because they're sourcing their materials from agriculture. And so one of the things that we're talking a lot about in the natural food industry is that it's not just important to focus on packaging, transportation, energy policy, but really focus on where you're, where you're getting your raw materials to make your products. Because, hey, the products are only as good as the agriculture that stands behind them. But additionally, companies can't even imagine having a sustainability policy in the natural food industry if they're not addressing agriculture in it. Fantastic. So when we talk about maybe a regenerative approach, what does that look like for suppliers of these ingredients? Yeah, you know, I, that, that's something that we're working a lot in with Demeter because biodynamic is a relatively new phenomena in the U.S. It's been practiced in Europe for almost 100 years. 10% of the organic farmland in Germany is biodynamic. But here in the United States, it's a new concept. So we have brands that are coming to Demeter and saying, look, you know, we're really um, committed to regenerative agriculture. We really want to bring these products to market. We think when our consumers learn about it, they're going to be really excited. Can you help us? And so there's a number of ways that we do that. The, the easiest way is to search around the world to see if there are already existing biodynamic supply of raw materials. And there's some examples of brands that have brought biodynamic products into the U.S. that are based on raw materials they're sourcing from Europe and other places. And certainly products like sugar, like coffee, these are by nature uh, products that are going to be sourced internationally as well. But our most exciting projects are working with brands to either dive into their own supply chain to see if we can transition farms that they're already sourcing ingredients from. A great example of that is Lundberg Rice. Their chief agronomist 
uh, has a 350-acre rice farm, and we worked with him to transition that farm from organic to biodynamic. So the, the rice on the shelf right now from Lundberg is sourced from his farm. Another thing that we're doing with brands is finding out, well, what raw materials are you looking for? Let's go out in the domestic farm community and see if we can find farmers that can develop that raw material that you need for your product. That's the most exciting of all, because in essence, what we're doing when we do that is we're using the marketplace to create the momentum and support that will encourage farmers to make the commitment to make the investment to move their farm to a more regenerative agriculture. And we need to do all we can to give the farmers the resources they need so that they can do that. I think so. And what's interesting there is a lot of that comes back to consumers and consumers' interest and desire in that transparency through the supply chain. So if you have a really great story from the farm all the way through, I think you're really resonating with those consumers as well. You better believe it. That's, it's the ultimate marketing campaign. It's true. It's authentic. And these are the kinds of stories that consumers are really looking for right now. You know, we have another brand, Back to the Roots, that we connected to a grain farmer, Fred Kirschman, in North Dakota. And they're not only using his grain for the cereal, but they put his picture on the cereal box, which was the ultimate form of marketing. That's fantastic. And I'm really excited to say that that cereal is being served to 1.1 million children today in the New York City school districts. That's amazing. I love hearing that. That that personal face just goes so far in connecting with consumers. So, you know, just to maybe wrap things up, where do you think we're heading and what could our supply chain look like in another 10 years if we really embrace these principles? Well, I would say that our supply chain would look like we have more products from the produce aisles to the wine aisles to the middle of the store that are produced from raw materials, ingredients, sourced from regenerative agriculture. That'll show up in an organic certification. That'll show up on the uh, newly minted regenerative organic standard. And certainly that'll show up under a Demeter seal. Um, but I think even more importantly, we should ask ourselves, what is our agriculture? going to look like in another 10 years if we embrace these principles. And even more importantly to that, what does that do in terms of mitigating the impacts of global warming? And I'd like to say that there's a really simply understood initiative out of France that was started when the Paris, when the, when the Paris talks were going on. This was a separate but ancillary effort to that. And they did the math, and what they, what they determined was, look, if we can transition uh, all the agricultural land around the world to have 0.4%, in other words, 4 per 1,000 more organic matter in the soil, and that's created by getting that carbon out of the air and putting it in the soil, that climate change would stop, that the amount of carbon that we're putting in the air would stop because we're drawing so much down into the soil. It's called the four per 1,000 initiative. So I'd like to say that the more we can transition our agriculture to be more regenerative, the more we're going to meet the vision of Demeter 
to help heal our planet and its people through agriculture. Fantastic. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us a little bit about these issues. Um, again, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Anaheim as you're speaking at our Expo West show on both Thursday, March 8th and Friday, March 9th. And for those of you in the listening audience, the details about Elizabeth's presentations uh, as well as Expo West are online at expowest.com. Again, I'm Heather Granado for the Healthy Insider Podcast. You can tweet us at at NatProdInsider and hashtag InsiderPodcast. And thank you for joining. Thanks, Heather. It's, it's been great to talk with you today. For more award-winning podcasts for ministry experts, go to Insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the supplement industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud accounts. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side East, April 10th and 11th in Secaucus, New Jersey.